and welcome in to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening. That is Chris, not the quarterback Sims. Joined with me, as always, it's the Solus K9 himself, Mr. Rydog. What's up? What's up? What the fuck is up, Denny's? And Michael said is about to talk about the Browns. Uh, no, actually, I'm confused on why you changed your name in our league to what the fuck is up, Denny's. Oh, actually, that's that's that's, that's the that's the real question I have. And we'll get to the Browns later because I'm hyped. Stolen Valor? Huh? Stolen Valor? I had to change it because I've, I realized why I'm having a rough season in your league. I retired last year under the circle jerks. I, I retired as that manager and I forgot to change that team name in your league. And I was trying to think of a team name, and I couldn't think of one, so I just threw that up there. And I'm one to know, so it's staying. Stolen fucking valor. I don't see you. First of there all, there was complaints. There was complaints being. There heard. were complaints. There were. Yeah. Nice. In the group chat, in the group yeah. text, that you guys shun me from and won't let me in. Yeah. But no, and, no. and alter people's opinions of me. I I think it's mainly wasn't it in the actual group chat? No, it was in the ESP Snapchat group chat. Yeah, oh, the, the yeah. one that I'm shunned from. For- that I'm not a Shout out to Beberg. He said, "Oh boys, didn't change their name, and that ain't cool." Yeah. Oh boy, changed his name. Stolen Valor. Everyone saw. Everyone knew immediately. Like I didn't even know until they told me. Yeah. What the oh yeah. There, there was uh yeah. A lot of people were frustrated. Um. But anyways, more of the story. How about them brownies though? How about them Steelers though? They stink. I can't believe they keep getting wins. Six and three. They shouldn't have. We're ahead of you guys. Minus on point differential. That doesn't matter, baby. We got TJ Watt. We don't need points. Hey, no. To be fair, to be fair, on all the stats that we could say about the Steelers, you know, the most important one is the wins and losses. I'll give them that for sure. And the and you know, as a Steelers fan, they could easily retort us and be like, "Hey, you guys are still like thirty second in turnover differential." So you know, it it can go both ways. I, I definitely feel it. I like we were stating before. I'm hype as hell for this game this week. Finally, you know, deep into the regular season, a Brown Steelers game means something. And, you know, the boys are juiced and I'm excited. Fantasy's looking good. You know, we got some, you know, we're down the stretch now. We're we're down to the stretch. Like time to fucking put up or shut up and let's make a run at these playoffs, boys. This is the best week of the season. The best week of the season. We get Baltimore and Cincinnati on Thursday night, prime time. And we're all going to be watching with big eyes. Like, who do we really want to win that game? Oh, come on. That's obvious. We want the Cincinnati. If the Bengals win that game, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing for first place. The winner of that game sits at top of the division. Plus, come on, guys. It's always fuck Baltimore. Every day, 24-7, Baltimore is the basement dweller. Fuck that franchise. Fuck that team. Fuck Jim Harbaugh. Fuck Lamar Jackson. Fuck J.K. Dobbins. Fuck Justin Tucker. Fuck them all. What are you saying fuck me for? (laughs) I didn't say you. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I was memeing out loud. I'm sorry. I realize I'm offending your team because you're the Ravens fan on this podcast. See how he got offended there, Zeta? Did you see that? Did you see that, Zeta? You heard that, right? He said, what are you coming at me for? I seen it. I did seen it. I was verbal memeing out loud. My apologies. So, yeah, this is why this podcast is fun, because we have a Steelers fan, a Browns fan, and a Ravens fan. It's a good time. We got a good mix here. Now, Brutus isn't in the room right now, so. I wish we could, um, sometimes we could, you know, shun the Ravens fan, but, you know, he's he's here. So, Ryan Long. No, I'm amped. This is going to be a hell of a game. I... I'm going to be completely honest, though. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to win because it's in Cleveland. I think that that is going to be a big difference maker. That's just me being honest. So I like your honesty. It's hard to beat AFC North teams be me. two times Could it be me? Like I fucking told you guys before, you guys can't tell me shit. I'm not good. I would never say that. Listen, can't I got I to gotta be honest, too. I got to be honest, too. I, I do think the Browns think, are going to win. No, I do not think the Steelers are going to win. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. It's hard to win in the AFC North. Back to, it's like hard to sweep a team, especially when the whole division's playing good. So it, it should be a good game, though. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm definitely not giving up on any hope that anything can happen when you get to AFC North. We, this is a great week of football because it's literally the AFC North playing the AFC North. Hey, it's, not, I, it's not your birthday week this week, right, Chris? Next week. Thank next, God. Okay, good, because birthday does wonders for your football team. Not me. I will say firsthand. Not me. And, the Steelers uh, don't ever win on my birthday week. 
I just I just want to I know that we do have a couple of uh, listeners from Cincy and you know who day who day it seems like everyone is everyone is beating them Bengals so shout out to them because they're they on a winning streak right now what are you talking about I think they're on a they three just, game winning streak. I just lost to the they, just oh, lost. they did lose to the Texans you're right how they're about like them five, Texans they're like five and five right now yeah. they were supposed to be like the leader of the AFC yeah them them Texans are looking good CJ Stroud that man is real legit. Deal. So, well, if you want to talk shit to us on social media, you can find us at Hitstick Fantasy. I'm at Hitstick Chris if you want to talk to me personally, and I welcome all of the Steeler hate. Bring it on over here. I will respond. I will clap back. Um, if you want to talk to Ryan, where you at? I'm at Ryan Long FF, and I will gladly talk shit with you about the Steelers. And then, uh, Seta, where you at? I'm at Michael underscore Seta, and I just uh, tweet uplifting messages. So if you don't want to argue and you just want to be, you know, some more positivity in your life, follow me. He doesn't Big positive tweet vibes guy. anything at all. I don't. I can't even remember the last time I've seen a Michael said a tweet. So, anyway, um, putting the fandom aside here, how was your guys' week in fantasy football? Uh, I'm gonna have to check the record books real quick, but I think it was solid. Like the leagues that I wanted to win in, I won in. The leagues that I'm not doing very well in, I did not do very well. So I'm doing. I'm balling in my redraft leagues. Like I'm on a decent win streak in in your league and the twelve man we're all in together, um, and my league of record, my eight man, we have double quarterbacks, right? So we have to start two, not super flex. Like you need, like in this case, I would have liked a super flex where I could have flexed another position because I have Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes both on the bench. Ooh. No one, every quarterback's taken because it's a super flex kind of league, and I didn't have any backups. Didn't think about the bye week, so I started Mac Jones <laughs> and Will Levis. <laughs> and I still came out with a freaking dub. Shout out to the Vikings. They stink. Even if they're a historic franchise, they're nothing to me. The fact that you were able to have Will Levis and uh, who else did you say? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it's eight man, that makes sense why like some quarterbacks could be available at any time. But if that was a 12 man league, you'd have been screwed out of any quarterback. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's when you take a different approach at the position for sure. But with those top-heavy guys, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to waste another spot in a backup. Understandable. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the strategy I'm currently implementing in our Superflex Dynasty League. I have Herbert and Burrow, and I'm like, I don't – I'm like, fuck having another quarterback. That's why I shipped out Carr. I'm like, I don't care. But um, I won two games on the Josh Allen rushing touchdown to end the game last night, The like right at the end there. I had two wins that got pulled out specifically off that play. So that was nice. Pushed me to a five and one week. The one loss, though, was in my league of record, Ryan, our eight man league. So that kind of put a damper on the entire week. I was texting Corey Long today, and he's like, the eight man league's fire this year. And I'm like, yeah, I went five and one, but the one is from the eight man league. So I was high scorer sucks. again. Yeah, nobody cares. You weren't the highest scorer last week for the first time in like four weeks. Yeah, you took that hell. It's bad. I'm so fucking hot right yeah. now. No, no, no! You're not hot. You're you're like kind of warm. I was highest scorer without you're, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and all right. Travis. You're Kelsey. like lukewarm. Not my dick. Real, realistically, where are you guys? Where are your guys' thoughts at? With how many rings do you, you guys think is up for grabs for you? Well, at I'm this in point? six leagues that I care about, so I'm probably like eight or nine. There's some other leagues that I don't care that much about, but I'm going to win them all. Okay, let's say your math isn't mathing right there. Okay, uh, for me, I'm thinking like possibility three to four right now. And I think that's a good spot to be in, you know, coming in to the stretch. And that that's what keeps it interesting because, you know, it's a long season. It's also a long fantasy season. So I feel like you're going to start to see some of the teams and some of the managers kind of drift off, stop making waiver wire ads, stop, you know, setting their lineups on a weekly basis. So remember to capitalize that if you're in to try to make a run here. How do you capitalize on that, though? Don't be that guy. Oh. <laughs> like, stay active. Like, don't be like not claiming guys. Don't be not setting your lineup. And you know, you may if you had a you know a three and six team or something like, along those lines, you could even yourself out at you know five hundred and squeak into the playoffs if you if you guys get hot. Yeah, this. You know, I, I say shout out to Jay Large right now, who I was talking with today, and he's like, it's hard to make moves because I'm out of it, and I'm like, dude, you're not out of it. You're only three games behind, and there's like five or six weeks left. Like, you got a shot. Like, keep fighting the good fight. Look, here's Chris trying to buy his best player from him. So I'm just trying to inspire the people because here is the thing: like, you're in leagues 
90% of the time with your friends. And, like, when you're not in a fantasy football man or matchup, I'm sure these are wonderful people. I love you two as regular people. You know, I'll go grab a beer with you any day of the week. It'll be a great time. But in fantasy football, I, I, don't, I fucking I don't hate both you of you. I hate everybody in fantasy football. I'm like Kendrick Lamar. Like, I'm homies with you guys, but I'm trying to murder you on the fucking track. Like, so keep fighting. If you're eliminated... Be that asshole. Make those waiver ads. Pick up guys just so your friends can't have them. Look at the yes. person that pisses you off the most in fantasy football. It's probably me if you're in the league with me. And see what that person needs. Hmm. Oh, this player really... This guy's fighting for a playoff spot, and he he gave me an L this year, and he's part of the reason why I'm not going to make the playoffs. He needs a tight end really bad. I'm just going to pick up three of the tight ends. Fuck that dude. The Dude. second best feeling in fantasy football is playing spoiler. Yes. It's great. It, it, nothing is like it's it's phenomenal when you can salvage your lost season by ruining one of your friend's seasons. It's one of the best gifts that you can get. So, all right, we're ready to move on? Yeah, we can dial into all that stuff, uh, all the good things here. Uh, we got trade deadlines coming up today, so that's going to be the focal point of this episode. Help you guys get ready for some last second uh you know, moves that might be able to boost your team and make that lineup run or go ahead and fight for that title. Before we do all that, we are going to do just a little bit of news here. Um, so we're going to dive into that here. Uh, Alexander Madison dealing with a concussion. Um, the way that the trend has kind of worked all year long is that when a player goes into the concussion protocol, he typically tends to miss the following week. So I would expect to be without tie or without uh, Alexander Madison for this week. Um, Tyson Chandler is our, is that, I can't even remember. That, that just, that's a guy to keep an eye on. He's definitely probably available. That's his name, right? I know it's Chandler. Yeah, I think it's just Ty uh, Chandler. Ty yeah, Chandler. Yeah. I, 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 by his whole government over here. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so that could be a good spot start. If you're fighting in the trenches, trying to get a win, um, you could probably have, he's going to have a decent workload as they, they just signed miles Gaskin. And I don't think he's going to be able to do too much uh, going forward here. More injuries, Derek Carr in the concussion protocol. Uh, also dealing with a shoulder injury. He's on by this week, unfortunately, because I would love to get myself Chris Olave. I have Chris Olave in like every league. I would love a full week of Jameis Winston. We were blessed to see a little bit of famous Jameis this week. God, I love that man for fantasy You're football. Slinging the ball. I love Jameis. He just makes throws that no man should ever attempt. And you just, you'll love to see it. So. But, uh, yeah, Michael Thomas dealing with a little bit of legal issues and then added a knee injury onto um, that uh, resume there. He apparently likes throwing bricks at people's cars. They so. also said, like, that injury, I don't know if there's an update on it, but the coach after the game said it was, like, significant. Is I, there an update on it? I kind of heard that, too. I didn't hear much about it, though. Let's see what's, if Sleeper's got anything new on it. But, um. Yeah, it says Michael Thomas dealing with a significant injury. I mean, honestly, surprised it took this long for that to happen. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I would expect him to be sidelined for probably the remainder of his career, knowing how he handles injuries. So, and knowing that he's in some legal trouble now. Yeah, I, I can't believe he was throwing bricks at someone's car. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. it was pretty much uh, it was a it was a low week for injuries, which is always good. You love to see that. Uh, we got the uh, Colts, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Patriots all on bye this week. So um, that's something to keep an eye on. You're going to be down your players. So, on those teams. Uh, yeah. So no worries. Like no one's going to be out. I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Kamara and Bijan. That's about it. And maybe Stevenson. Some something. That's that's pretty much. And Olave. Those are the only real relevant guys I can think of. That um, makes sense. I don't have any of those running backs on my team. So and I then everywhere. The big one, the uh, the Bills have fired their offensive coordinator. He's not going to be throwing temper tantrums in a booth anymore, and at least not in Buffalo. So was it Ken Dorsey, yeah, right? Ken Dorsey, yeah, got shout out Ken boot Dorsey. After their terrible performance, QB. On, yeah, um, the the replacements, Joe Brady, a former, I think it was OC in Carolina, or maybe it was a head coach. I think maybe before Rule, he I was don't, an OC with with okay. Ja Rule. Oh, he was with Matt Rolke, yeah. yeah. So, and he wasn't great. So, I'm not expecting much. Is, is Buffalo a dumpster fire? Kind of. Oh like, yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like Trayvon's uh, tweeting, you know, hey, get out of there and stuff like that to his for his brother. Like, I, I, w I would be worried about that if I had those pieces, especially Josh Allen moving forward. I mean, 
you know, they saw you saw the coaching staff just bench James Cook after a one fumble. As soon as he comes in, he's the most dominant player on the field. So it's like, why are you guys doing dumb shit? People make mistakes. Give this guy the ball. Give Steph Diggs the ball. Gabe Davis stinks. Can't fucking catch anything. But you know, I don't know. I would be worried about those guys because I, I have am. to be worried because they're the problem is their defense is so banged up that every game with them is going to be a shootout. And Josh Allen is prone to making mistakes. Like they're every game is going to be a high scoring game. It'll be you know fifty five plus points every single week. It's does Josh Allen not throw two interceptions and fumble the ball? It's going to be the deciding factor whether they win or lose. I'm not really worried about them for the remainder of this year because there's nothing that anyone can do. There's no that you can't trade anybody at this point because the, the oh, NFL trade. Oh, there's pass. something that can happen. What? He can tell him to cut me. He's like, cut me. That, but they're cut not going to do playing. that. Like that, that's not going to actually happen. And then that, that, that happened with five, right. That um, happened with Odell in uh, Cleveland. Yeah, but look, okay, and look at but look at what Odell's career did after that. Like nobody's going to do that. I mean, I'm just saying to say it's not going to happen, it, it happened. So, like, you know, everything happens until it doesn't, and this one's already happened before. It, so, it, I'm not – I don't think that's likely with Steph Diggs for him just to get cut, but, you know, if that happens, like, if he's a total, you know, cancer to the locker room, what? why would they tell him to come? You know, if he's that upset, who knows? They would keep him for the remainder of the year and trade him. That's more likely what's going to happen. I mean, I think from a dynasty perspective, there's some cause to be concerned because I am worried about Diggs staying in Buffalo. But there's nothing – Diggs is not – Diggs isn't a basket case like Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr. He's just a diva. He is a smart human being. He knows that if he pulls shit like that, that's the end of his career. He's not I don't gonna, think Odell's a basket case. Odell's a, a diva. Odell likes – are you kidding me? This is the man that likes getting shit on. Like – All right, allegedly. Let's allegedly. Allegedly. Here with those allegations. I'm just saying, Odell has got some screws loose. He's not that far away from Antonio Brown. No, but I'm with Ryan here. I think Odell's very similar in the divaness of being a number one wide receiver like Stephon Diggs is. And, you know, I'm not saying he's going to get cut. I'm not saying he's going to step away. But who knows? There could be a one or two game stretch where Stephon Diggs goes, hey, listen, I'm gone. I'm not playing this week. I don't want to play with you guys. Or what happens if Josh Allen gets banged up? Stephon Diggs isn't playing with that for nothing. Like, are you kidding me? So, I don't know. I think it's definitely something to be a little bit worried about all of these, you know, assets moving forward. For the rest of the season. against the Jets this week. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I'm benching Josh Allen. five and six next week. I'm benching Josh Allen in multiple weeks this week. Josh Allen's hurt. He's got a shoulder injury. He's been nursing it all year. That's a big problem, and it's obviously affecting him more than people are being led on to believe. Um, I mean, he is kind of turnover prone as it is without an injury, but you can absolutely tell that there is something hindering his play right now. So I think that that is something you want to raise an eyebrow towards. But like, he needs a decent defense, a decent yes. defense, and they have a they have a stout defense. The entire defense they is did. just hurt. They're all hurt. Yeah, so it's not stout anymore. It's all replacements. It's all bad. Like. Buffalo is a dumpster fire for the remainder of this year. I'd agree. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, but if they lose Diggs, that's going to be big for that team. So I don't know what's going to happen in the off season. We'll see. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, at least they're making the change. They they needed to fire Dorsey. Dorsey was whatever he was out because I agree. Like why why would you take James Cook off the field? That's just absolutely stupid to do. Like he was by he's by far the best running back on your team. He's probably in all honesty, the second-best skill position player on that offense outside of Stephon Diggs. I mean, Dalton Kincaid's playing pretty nice, and you can always make a case for Gabriel Davis, but I think James Cook, talent-wise, probably beats those two guys out. Khalil Shakir season, baby. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 100%. Gabe Davis stinks. You can't catch a cold. Unless you bench him, then he's amazing. He's the ultimate troll. He is. So, All right, you guys want to talk a little uh, buy or sell? Let's do it. Okay, with trade deadlines approaching, we are going to be giving out two players that we are both actively buying and two players that we are both actively selling. You've heard this segment before. Uh, We're going to give you some last ideas to maybe go wheel and deal and boost your roster to make yourself a little championship run here. So uh, who wants to start off? We're going to kick things off with our players that we're buying. I'll go first. Do it. 
All right, so my guy, this one might be a little bit biased, but I don't care. It's, you know, Amari Cooper. This guy has just been balling out all year quietly without any quarterback production. And finally, Deshaun Watson looks like a, you know, decent NFL quarterback for, you know, more than a few plays in a game. So I think the ceiling's like through the roof for Amari Cooper moving forward and for the rest of the season. And I still think that, Right now, there's still a bad taste in some people's mouth with, you know, a couple of those six-point games, those two-point games, four-point games that he had without Deshaun Watson at the helm. So I think this is a guy that you could buy, you know, for a decent price, and he's going to help you for the rest of the season. That is correct. Yeah, I love Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, well, we were arguing about this in the kitchen the other day. It was me, Corey, and Kyle, friend of the show, and um, we were talking, I was like, Amari Cooper does the same thing every year in fantasy. He is always phenomenal for one half of the year. And he already kind of had a rough first half. So we know what the second half's going to be. And like like said, I said, he's been really heating up over the last few weeks. He's been getting into his own. He's been staying, keeping his head above water for the first half of the year. And now you're kind of really seeing what he can do. So this is a good buy. I've actually bought him in a few leagues in our league. So I went he's out. well and, worth the buy. Huh? So he's well worth the buy. Yep. Zay Flowers, goodbye. Amari Cooper, hello. Nice. I'll go ahead with my guy here. Mr. This is Chris's guy, really, but as far as buy low goes, this is the lowest you'll probably be able to get him. That's Hollywood Brown. Wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Somebody who, over the last five weeks, has had one top 45 performance for wide receivers. He's been dog shit. Kyler Murray's back. And I think he'll finally get some opportunities with a decent quarterback at the helm. It didn't happen this week, which is very nice for you if you're in the buy mode right now, because the person that owns Hollywood Brown is definitely hurting. Hurting, hurting, hurting. You can go get him for the cheapest you'll be able to get. I'll give him to you for CD Lamb. In the eight-man league. Now you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Hollywood. I think it's a good buy. I agree with you on that. Um, I'm buying David Montgomery coming back from the injury, running back for the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions have a very, very favorable schedule for the remainder of the year. I realize that, you know, there is some caught. The nice thing about David Montgomery right now is you can buy him where, you know, a few weeks ago you really couldn't because now that we've seen the emergence of Jameer Gibbs, people are going to be a little bit afraid that this is the new norm and that Gibbs is going to be the 1A or Gibbs is going to be the starter and Montgomery is going to be the backup. And what I'm here to tell you is, they're both the starter, and they're both phenomenal, and you can play either one of them every single week. Right now, Gibbs has got more of that rookie hotness to his name, so people are going to be a little bit more like fascinated with him, but Montgomery is still going to be getting that rock on the goal line. He's still going to be getting those carries, and this is just a high-powered offense this year. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. I would absolutely be trying to poke around and buy David Montgomery. I actually bought him in a league today in our league, so um, yeah. He's a good running back that I think could help you out a lot down the stretch. He's solid. He scares me a little bit because committee backfields scare me a, a fuck ton. But I, I can't argue against going and getting him for a decent price. I mean, you know Dan Campbell. He's just going to cram it down your throat. That's what he does. He's run the ball. like they. This is the team that can have two top 12 running backs every week. Yeah, that, that's, that was the main thing I was going to highlight, if no one else was, was definitely the coaching staff. So, yeah, I'm with you on this one, Chris. I, I don't hate either either of the running back options. I'd go out and buy either of them if I could. Yeah, Gibbs is not available. Trust me, I've tried. No, I, I definitely definitely feel that. But, you know, I that's what I'm saying. I'm willing willing to get either. So I tried to buy Gibbs come. all year. Like, even, while, even when Gibbs was shitty in, like, our redraft leagues, I was still every day, every Monday, in the Gibbs – like text log or inbox or whatever saying, Hey, are you, are you ready to give up? Are you ready to, are you ready to tap out? It's been looking rough. I'm not out. I'm not out. I'll still buy him. So I've been hot on him too on a lot of teams yeah. all year. Seta, who's your second buy? All right. So Ryan went with a guy who he said was a Chris guy. I'm going to go with a guy who is said to be a Ryan guy. And I think this is right around the time that this guy really turns it on in one of the most important positions for fantasy football, Jared running Kinnan. back for the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, God, that was right. Kinnan. And I think this is the guy that you can go out and get, find on the waiver wires, and this is going to be an 
ultimate buy, and he's going to get a few touchdowns, and I'm hyped for it. He's been stashed on a bunch of my leagues, so I'm, I'm all in this year. Ryan, what's your thoughts? Wow. You, you know what my thoughts are. We have hit the double-digit weeks. The Chiefs are done with their buy. They get a game against Philadelphia this week. It's all systems go there. Jarek McKinnon touchdown season is incoming. I just, I'm more impressed that I just literally called that live on the podcast. So a little bit of context. We actually do not know who Seta is presenting in this segment that he came up with his off the, uh, out of, out of our chat, you know, off the air here. And so we, well, well, to be fair, they asked who my guys were and I told them they can't tell me shit after the Browns won. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's so. a surprise. So yeah, but yeah, I called that. I I guess that live live on the air. That's exciting. Uh, my second buy uh, for this uh, segment here is a player by the name of Devonta Smith, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. And just to uh, reiterate that I am actually sticking by my takes. I have actually successfully bought this player as well in the same twelve team redraft league that we're all in together. So, um, but here's the thing: Dallas Goddard is on IR. He is going to be out. What we know from last year is that when Dallas Goddard is not on the field, Devonta Smith is going nuts. That man is getting all the Dallas Goddard tar- targets. A.J. Brown really can't get any more targets. I'm not worried about A.J. Brown at all. I think he's going to still be phenomenally well, like still putting up the top dominant season that he's been doing. But last year, they both coexisted as wide receiver once. Devonta Smith finished as the wide receiver nine on the year, and A.J. Brown, I think, was the wide receiver six or five. So they can coexist in this offense and both put up very, very solid numbers. And right now, given the slow start that Devonta Smith had, especially if you're in a league with people that maybe don't keep up as much and aren't fully aware about what happens when Dallas Goddard leaves the field and aren't fully aware about Dallas Goddard's injury at all. So, I mean, tight ends, nobody cares about them. So if that person's not the Dallas Goddard owner, they might not even know. So get out there, try to buy Devonta Smith, because I think that he is going to be, one, very affordable, and two, very, very helpful, especially if you can get him in a position where he's kind of like your flex. So, big upside. That's the thing. Like, he is huge upside right now, not with just the injury to Dallas Goddard, but with the injury to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to have to stay in the pocket a little bit more. He's going to have to find a way to pass. And you're right about A.J. Brown. He can't get any more work. That ball is going to have to be spread around a little bit. Devontae Smith is an awesome wide receiver. He's going to be a lot better than a flex play going forward for the rest of the year. So if you can get him for flex price, hammer that. Yeah, I got him. I traded Devontae Adams for him. So I paid a decent penny, but I'm also worried about Adams. So that, that's why I did that. All right, what was the full trade then? Because that was there's it. No way you, you just traded up You Devontae. pushed the trade through. How do you not know? You were the commissioner. You think I had to pay attention to that shit? <laughs> I figured you did. No. It sits in my inbox for a day. Nobody texts me saying, what the fuck is this shit? And I go, all right, it's through. Yeah, well, I'm out on Adams for this year. I, I think it's so funny that you're making all these trades in that league just to take an L this week. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm undefeated against you this year. Yeah, I'm coming for you, baby. It's redraft. You can handle me in this. I already beat you in this league in redraft, I'm pretty sure. Uh, did you? I think so. Well, you can't handle me now. You're one of my four <laughs> wins, <laughs> and you don't right, have T. Right. Higgins. My guy, my second buy guy, buy low guy right now, is Mr. Drake London. Wide receiver, 41 on the year. He hasn't been good. The Falcons haven't been good as far as an offense goes. And he's on bye this week. And that's the best time to buy a player is when they're on bye because the owner can't even use him. You can get him for a wide receiver three price tag. He's got wide receiver one potential and a wide receiver three floor. That's like one of those solid players who going forward for the rest of the year, I want on my roster because I know worst case scenario, I can always flex him. Yeah, I, the only thing I would say about that is if you are one of those middle-of-the-road teams where you're fighting for a playoff spot, it is hard to go out and give up assets that you need in your lineup to manufacture a win for an option you can't use. So make sure, like, for example, last week, my lineup was set before I made that Devonta Smith trade. I knew that I was not going to start the player I was trading away before I made that trade. So just make sure, you know, look at your team, look at, click on every player, make sure nobody's dealing with an injury. Something that I forgot to mention at the top of the show, Keenan Allen's currently day to day with uh, an injury. So just, just make sure that nothing is not going to surprise you towards the end of the week. If you're like desperate to win, if you, if you're one of those teams that needs to keep winning to get to get in. So. Agreed. Do you want me to start with myself? Yeah, go for it. Gladly. 
Uh, the first player I'm going to sell high is Mr. Brian Robinson. The RB won this last week. I don't think I agree with this one. And I can see why you don't. He's been awesome. He's the RB4 on the year right now. But that's why exactly this is a sell high. The opportunities have not exactly been there. He had, yeah, a solid week this week. But he is seeing like 12 to 15 opportunities a game on an offense that is, I don't even know what to predict them for. Like, I like the wide receivers more than I like the running backs. I think Brian Robinson is solid going forward for the rest of the year, but he's not a top five running back rest of the year. If you can get, like, a solid, solid proven running back or, like, a running back and wide receiver for this guy, the way he's performing right now, that's the type of thing you need to build your team around to make this playoff run. The problem is, is as a Brian Robinson manager in a league, you can't get anything for him. I've been trying to sell this man all year long and nobody, I tried to sell him for Chris Godwin on Sunday and the, the owner wouldn't do it. So you think he'll do it now. I don't know. Probably not. After it's he was the RB one last week. I mean, I, I, I don't, the, truthfully, I don't think I want to do it <laughs> anymore after he that's was the RB one. They have a work a week 14 buy. That is something that sucks. I agree with that. I, the thing is like, I'm not saying like, okay, like, yes, if you can take Brian Robinson and you could find a way, you know, like for example, if you could take Brian Robinson, you could buy David Montgomery. I do that 100%. If you could take Brian Robinson and buy Josh Jacobs, a guy that's below him in terms of standings, I would 100% do that. But like, like if, if you're up, like the upgrade thing I agree with, but like running back is a hard position to have depth at and to like get players at. So like, I'm not just going out and selling this guy to sell him. You don't have to sell him to sell him. I'm just saying. Right now is the time to sell him. He was the RB one last week. He had eight carries. Yeah, but I mean, all of his all of his damage was done in the passing game where he had 119 yards and a touchdown on six catches. But who's to say that's going to stop? He doesn't get six targets a game. He gets two targets a game. Uh, but this is the new Commanders without a defense. This is the new Commanders where Brian Robinson scoring like 10 to 12 touchdowns at this moment. You touchdowns are regressible. Like that's the one thing we know. Workload isn't like workload is set. He's going to get 12 to 15 attempts, you know, opportunities a game. He's not going to score a touchdown in every single game. He's not going to top 100 yards in every single game. Get a running back who will. I, I feel like for me, this one is tough. I don't know if I'm I'm with you on this one, Ryan, mainly because I think he can be a valuable piece going forward to make the playoff run. And I think what would kill me is if in the first round or second round of the playoffs, Brian Robinson beats me. After I had him on my roster, like, could you imagine you shipping him to Chris and, you know, you guys meet in the second round and Sims beat you because of Brian Robinson, you know, game where he balls out. Like, I'm just saying, like, I feel like he's one of those guys who he is hot right now and he may stay hot. The rest that of the playoff season. schedule that features the Rams, Jets and 49ers. The Jets are a very good matchup for running backs. Like very good matchup for they, they the Jets shut down receivers. They get destroyed by running backs. Yeah, but the Jets also have a good front seven. Who not against running not backs? Playing, he's not going to get twenty carries. I'm just saying the Jets. I'm with Seta because the reason I'm with Seta on this is simple because I have Brian Robinson in a league and I can't give this man away. Nobody's going to give me anything close to. You're not even going to get a top twelve return at the running back position for him, let alone top five. And I would rather go out and buy this player who is probably. I mean. Like I said, I could get a week 14 buy with a playoff schedule of Rams, Jets, 49ers. But you could probably buy him with one of your bench players. I that, doubt that. I, I tried to sell him for Chris Godwin, and the, the owner said no. That's one situation. I, I'm just saying. I, I, I don't like, I'm not like, there's definitely a world where I think you're right. If you are in a league where somebody is willing to let you upgrade. If you could take Brian Robinson and add a receiver in and go get an elite player, 100%. But, like, I'm not really trying to do anything less than that. Like, give me some names. What are you high on the RB1 overall finish. What are you trying to sell Brian Robinson for right now? Give me some names. I would sell him for any top 15 running back. Like, give me a name here. Like, James Cook. James Cook? I don't think that's a top 15 running back. I think that's a mess of a team. I would sell him for Javante Williams. I don't know if I would. That one, that's a good one. I agree. That, that is a good one. That, that one makes you think. Because Javante is getting hot. Javante is I would, getting hot. I, I would rather have Javante, for sure. Yeah. 
Would you sell him? I mean, Gus Edwards is a top 15 running back right now. Would you sell him for him? Honestly, I'd probably rather have Gus Edwards because I know Gus Edwards is going to find the end Keaton Mitchell is taking that man's job. That is insane. I do love me some Keaton Mitchell. Joe Mixon or Brian Robinson rest of the season? Joe Mixon. What else do we got? Rashad White or Brian Robinson rest of the season? Pretty tied. I would say Brian Robinson probably there. Just because they cannot run the ball in Tampa Bay. What about Ramondre Stevenson? Ramondre. Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford. Isaiah Pacheco. Brian Robinson. Tony Pollard. Brian Robinson. Disappointment of the year right there. Yeah, I'm so out on Tony Pollard. It's not even funny. Yeah. I don't if, if he can't beat the if he can't put up a good game against the Giants when they score like a bazillion points. I don't really – I don't have a lot of hope for uh, Tony Pollard. I would say sell him, but I don't even know what you're going to get for him at this point. Exactly. I'm glad I didn't draft him anywhere. So I mean, you have a fair point. I'm just saying I would – I agree with Seth. I think that there is a world where this could hurt you. So I would just be careful what you But would you? Like if somebody 1v1 offered you right now your Brian Robinson for his Javante Williams, would you do – because I feel like that's probably the closest comparison we have at this moment. It is close. Um, that That's a really tough one. Um I, I will agree. Like I, I struggle with that. Let's see what I'm going to look at the rest of schedule here. Who's I already to? told you Brian Robinson's rest of schedule. It is tough. Yeah, and a week 14 by when you need wins is off. Like all these players have already had their bye weeks. I can tell you right now that if I needed, if I was a middle of the road team that was fighting for wins and I needed to win to make like to make the playoffs and keep winning, I'm not taking that trade because the, Javante Williams is playing up against the Minnesota Vikings and the Cleveland Browns the next two weeks. Those are very, very tough matchups for running backs where Brian Robinson plays the Giants and the Cowboys and then the Dolphins. Those are the, de- the Cowboys are decent, but like those are three, especially you know the Giants, very favorable matchups. You know what's funny? What? Brian's my hit of, my hit of the week for running back. <laughs> <laughs> Sell this man. <laughs> sell this man but play him this week. you're ridiculous you're, i hate you you're ridiculous yeah no i would not be selling if you need wins i don't know if i'd sell brian robinson right now especially with that matchup against the giants so if i could sell him for javante i would do it in a heartbeat that's fair i mean javante is definitely the better talent between the two i'm not going to debate that in any way shape or form so um i'll move forward here to my sell and i'm selling raheem Mostert, running back for the miami dolphins who has been just on a tear this year he has been uh, everything that you dream of, currently the RB2. What concerns me, though, is that we are getting Devon Achan returning, and I think that this rookie's got juice, and I like what this kid can do. I expect him to get involved. I think you could get a good return for Raheem Mostert given the start to the year that he had. You have a lot of fantasy managers that work off of recency bias, and the thing that gets cemented into their brain is what happens in the beginning of the year. And what happened in the beginning of the year? Raheem Mostert was dropping 50 burgers. So if you could take Raheem Mostert and you could go get out on him and turn him into another elite play position, like another elite level guy at any position and not have to worry about the rookie that, in my opinion, is younger, faster, and probably just better, but he's developing into his own that's creeping up on his back, I would do that. So that's that's one of my sells. I don't know if I agree with that as a sell because – in a weird way, they can coexist. We saw them both put up 50 burgers in the same week. Like, they can coexist as 1A, 1B, and be solid running backs. That's why, like, Raheem Mostert's not somebody who I'm trying to get out on. The only reason I'd be willing to is because I know he does have an injury history and things can get a little flaky as the year goes on. You know, they start to run four running back committees and it's just whoever's the fastest at that moment is on the field. But as far as trying to sell him, I don't think I'm trying to sell Raheem Mostert right now. Yeah, I think if you could add, like, I'd be taking, like, Mostert and trying to add a little on top and, like, try to get Travis Etienne or try to get, like, uh, stuff, something along those lines. That's that, fine. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Like, if and I, I can think you sprinkle can do it that. and get a good one, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, th- I think I, we just kind of have different mindsets when it comes to some of these guys. Like, for, for me, on a lot of my teams, like, if I have Raheem Mostert or Brian Robinson, like, they're my RB1. <laughs> or they're my RB2, like, with just how I build my team. So, like, it's a lot tougher for me to say, like, hey, I want to get rid of this guy. Like, Raheem Mostert is the guy for zero RB. Like, he is the reason why that strategy works. You can get a guy in the no, no like, rounds. Like, 
or not undrafted type shit, and he can come on to be a top 10 guy. And if you hit on that with some other decent guys, that's how you build a decent like roster. So I would have a hard time selling. I think I have the same mindset with Brian Robinson. I'm going to have a hard time selling Raheem Mostert too. Yeah, but if you could turn a player like Raheem Mostert into multiple running backs for your team, like let's say you could get Josh Jacobs and Brian Robinson for Raheem Mostert. And you had to throw in, like, I don't know, like a Rashad White or something in there. Maybe not even that. Would you do that? Because I would do that. I don't think so. I'm not a big Jacobs guy, as you guys know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think I would definitely stick. I think Rashad White's been balling out for fantasy. So Here's a good one. I think- you ready? You have, you have Raheem Mostert. The Bijan Robinson owner approaches you and says, I'll give you Bijan for Mostert. Would you do that? Smash. I think with that total upside, yeah, I'd probably still do that. But I don't know. I mean, that could come to bite you for it sure. Could. Arthur Sith, it's a real thing. He's he lucky he's on by this week or he'd have been fired. He's not getting fired. I, I hate to say it. He's not getting fired. They've already come out and said that he's not getting fired unless he loses the locker room. That's the only thing that's going to make him lose his job. We said that about like Freddie Kitchens and shit, and it just happens. Yeah, but that's the Cleveland Browns. This is the Atlanta Falcons, different franchises. Same shit, different story. Fair enough. They uh, keep they keep losing games. Seta, who you selling? All right. So this one kind of hurts because they do have him in a in a league. Um, but that's mainly dynasty, and I don't think I could sell him anymore. But that's the big dog, Mr. Derrick Henry. Uh, you're seeing a guy just being outperformed by Tajay Spears fantasy wise, and it's not like he's not getting the attempts. He's getting carries, he's just the line stinks. He's not I don't know. I don't know what it is. The The Titans just aren't very good. The team sticks. And, that's what it is. Yeah, and the offensive line specifically. And then you get the change of pace guy and Tajay Spears who comes in, who's more productive, catching the ball and everything. So, you know, I think Tajay Spears is a buy and Derrick Henry's a sell. So there's a combo platter for you right there. The, my only concern with that is this is like the season where as long as Derrick Henry is healthy, you just keep giving him the ball. It's cold weather. Let him fucking hurt that defense. Run the ball 26 times, get 200 yards and three touchdowns. Two matchups against Houston during the fantasy playoffs. The Houston run defense is not on par with the Houston offense. That is true. That's something to keep in mind. Sada, who else are you selling? You got another one for us? Oh, yeah. My other guy is a guy who kind of had a pretty solid week uh, in the Thursday game, Mr. Deonta Foreman for the Chicago Bears. I think it's time to capitalize now. Um, Cleo Herbert should be back soon. Justin Fields should be back soon. So I think the overall running back production is going to kind of drop off. Plus, you got the rookie uh, Roshan Johnson getting a little bit more tech here. Um, so I think we've seen the last of the usable weeks of Deonta Foreman. So if you could get any decent piece that may have an upside, like, hey, if you really wanted to add a Jarek McKinnon and he's on someone's bench and he hasn't done anything for somebody, you know, maybe go and try to flip him for McKinnon. I think that's a perfect time to kind of get out on Deonta Foreman because. I don't think there's anything left in the tank at this point. I think that's a good move. I think you could. De- I think that's something you could definitely get done, going out and trading Deonta Foreman for Jarek McKinnon. I think the owner might bite on that because you're not I getting agree. you're not getting much else. Like you're not, not much, if you're in a league that pays any attention whatsoever. They they know that this is a short lived run, but you could probably get you could definitely pry a guy like McKinnon. So. And one, one other guy I'd probably throw in there um, that might be a little bit more low-key is uh, Zach Charbonnet. You know, he hasn't really had any breakout rookie performances yet, but I think those are coming. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I definitely like, um, you know, taking a little bit more risk because, like I said, he's gone after this game, I believe so. No, yeah. Zach was solid this week. Or no, not this week. It wasn't bad. My apologies. Well, they had eight points. That's not bad for a guy playing the uh, backup role. But what a great segue into my second sell of the week, and that is uh, Mr. Ken Walker, KW3. I love this player. I love everything he can do. I think the talent is phenomenal, but Zach Charbonnet is getting more involved, and if you look at what Ken Walker does, he his yards per carry has not been that great. Like He is more of a chunk play guy, and he gets it done. Like uh, He's a very, very good football player, but I think with the name value that is glued to his name and the start to the year that he had, this is a guy that you could go out and you could buy an elite player with. And I'd be willing to do that because I do have some concerns about Zach Charbonnet creeping up more and more. He actually outsnapped Ken Walker this week 
in terms of being on the field. I know that the carries and everything didn't match that, but it, the point is Zach Charbonnet is involved. So if you could take Ken Walker and you could go turn him in, you know, to a top tier running, one of the other elite running backs, or even like an elite receiver would be like, if you're one of those teams that you're just set up well at running back, like you're sitting with like maybe Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall and Ken Walker, and you could go buy Keenan Allen, or you could go buy Stefan Diggs, or you could go buy one of these elite receivers with Ken Walker, especially in a league where people are desperate to get their hands on running backs. I would be looking to do something like that. So yeah, sell Ken Walker. I like it. I like it a lot. And I'll end it with my second sell going pretty high ball here. And that's Mr. Najee Harris running back for the Schittsburg Steelers. You like how I said that? I mean, I've been hearing that my entire life. Well, you guys need to come up with a new one because like that's, that one's old at this point. I've heard that. Okay. I heard that in middle school, Brian, middle school, seventh grade. I was Listen. hearing that. Good. You should be hearing it for the rest of your life. Now, Najee's been okay. Not even okay. He's actually been solid the last four weeks. Like he's put up three out of the last four weeks, top 12 performances. He's averaging four yards exactly per carry, which is much better than his career average. He's like, you guys bitched year in and year out that I can't do four a carry. There you go. I have it. It's there. There's my exact four <laughs> yards a carry. No, he, he gets a matchup this week against Cleveland. That's going to be rough for him. Jalen Warren is a stud. He is the playmaker in that backfield. Yeah, you... um. I, there's there's something else that you didn't mention about Jalen Warren. What's that? He is the starter. He is? He was named the starting running back of the Steelers last Sunday, right before the game. He is the starter. And if you looked now the thing is I, I wouldn't read too much into that. Like I wouldn't overreact. They're gonna get the same amount of work as they were before anyway. They get well the thing is they get the exact same amount of work. I looked at the, I was looking at this earlier today, actually. They both got exactly, I think, nineteen total attempts last no Najee had one more Najee had 16 carries and four targets and Jalen Warren had 15 carries and four targets the point is they're getting a 50 50 timeshare and Jalen Warren is better if you watch the games like I do he's the better running back so he has more upside I would trade Najee years for Jalen Warren if I could do that I would do that too because I do think Jalen Warren's a more dynamic playmaker he's the higher upside guy the problem is with this when it comes to 50-50, like, split backfield or any running back by committee, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are the one that I want on no, my team. No, with, no, because they don't score that many points. I exactly. can't believe that Chris has the audacity to bring up, or not even bring up, Ryan, this is your guy, Najee Harris? Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you did, because now we got Chris's honest opinion on Najee Harris, because he's been trying to sell him all week. He was texting me for... Cooper Cup, and he's not getting I them. texted okay. you one time, and I also get offered you a top 10 wide receiver. Najee was the throw-in on that trade to give you a guy throw that in. you could flex. Throw-in. In Dynasty, a throw-in with Adam Thielen. It, in Dynasty, Najee Harris is the youngest player in the deal. It's not like Cooper... What's the exact deal right now? I texted him earlier. I, there's really not a deal. I texted him asking him about Cooper Cup. And he said, nah, I said, are you still worried about Cup? Because a few weeks ago, he said he was concerned. And I asked him, like, are you still worried? And he said, not for a fourth-round pick. And I was like, no fucking shit. I wasn't going to offer you that. I said, I got Adam Thielen and Najee Harris on the table right now. That was all that I said. Adam Thielen is literally the he, wide he receiver got, nine he of the got, year. He got no response. No response from me on that. I mean, what <laughs> is Cooper Cup? You, were, you two weeks ago said you were worried about Cooper Cup. You'd be concerned if you were a Cooper Cup manager. Yeah, but you got to get at least something for him. You can't get scraps. Adam Thielen's been phenomenal all year. Yeah. Has he not? He has. has been. He's the wide receiver nine right now. Would you put your money on that he's going to finish in the top 10 this season? Because I don't know if I would. I, I It's hard to put your money on I don't know if that would receiver. be favorited. I think that would be an underdog. That's a plus 250 odds right there. That's why I'm giving you, <laughs> that's why I'm giving you a running back. It's actually a suck. I mean, a backup, a backup running back. I mean, for it's, it's purposes. a it's a fifty fifty timeshare. No, he's a backup, according to you. What what is your thought, Ryan? Is that a terrible offer? I don't think it's for a thirty year old wide receiver on a team that is plummeting and losing their quarterback and probably losing their head coach. That's the thing. Like that's why. Like as far as dynasty purposes go, you're getting younger as far as the running back goes. Like you're getting a usable running back. You're getting a wide receiver who is performing week in and week out for a wide receiver who 
has probably the biggest ceiling as far as wide receivers go. It depends on where you are as a team. That's exactly what that move is. Where are you as a team? Are you competing or are you not? I'm about to win a championship, Ryan. That's where I'm at. Then Cooper Cup, baby. That's my answer, baby. Hey, I, it was worth asking. You said you were concerned. That was why I asked. If you didn't say on the podcast I'm concerned about Cup, I'd have never even texted you about it. I, you know what? Okay, I'm talking, I'm talking some first round picks, baby. That's All right, how about Adam Thielen and uh, Nick Chubb? You want your, you want your boy back? Whoa! You can let All him right, sit on that. Bench let's take for this you. conversation off. Air. Let's no, no, no. We'll do this conversation. It's trade week, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, let's go. We need to take. Why can't we make live trades, huh? Why can't yeah. we make live trades? Ryan's oh, trying to shut the. You're not even trades? a contender, Ryan. You sit yeah, down. Well, you guys are making live trades. What the hell, dude? I'll put right, na- make your trade. You can keep right. Naj- you I'll keep Najee. You can All have right. Nick Chubb. Are we on hits yet, or what? What are mm-hmm. we on? I lost this train of thought. Did I, I'm pretty sure everybody did their cells. I don't know. Did did you? Everyone did two cells, right? I named. I know I gave out Mostert and I gave out um, what's his face? Uh, Ken Walker. Ryan did uh, Najee and Brian Robinson. Seta, you did um, Derrick Henry and who was your second one? Deontay Foreman. Yep, yep, you talked about both. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's hits of the week. Yeah. Quarterback, hits of the week, week 11. Let's get him popping. Who's starting? All right, I'm going first. Dibs. Ah, sucks to suck, Ryan. Um, I'm going with Mr. Bot. I'm going to go with Mr. Bot Purdy. I think with uh, Debo Samuel back in the lineup, their offense looks way more balanced, and it seemed back to normal, business as usual. I'm back in on all the 49ers, guys, um, and I think Brock Purdy has a good game this week against Tampa. Yeah, guarantee uh, over one and a half touchdowns when Debo Samuel is in the lineup. That is a smash hit in terms of bet. Um, I'm going to Sam Howell going up against the uh, New York football giants. They've not been very good at football lately, and Sam Howell has been pretty damn good. He is like a top five quarterback right now on the year, so I I don't even know if I'm technically allowed to put him in this segment, but I know a lot of people are probably still doubting him, probably still benching him, and um, yeah, I don't think he should. The Giants have been getting torched all across the board. The uh, commanders have no defense, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, Tommy DeVito, uh, son of Danny DeVito, not really, but um, can actually put some points up against this defense or, in all honesty, really Saquon because that is their entire offense. But, yeah, I got Howell in my lineup this week. All right, I'm going with Mr. Josh Dobbs. I'll give him three weeks to figure out that offense because he's done solid in the first two weeks. three days to figure out that offense. Fucking 28 points and 27 points the two weeks he's been in Minnesota. The dude does not know the playbook, and he's putting up monster numbers, and he gets a matchup at Denver this week. He's going to be slinging that ball. He has no running backs left. Justin Jefferson probably returning this week because he didn't come back last week. I got Josh Dobbs season. I got duped in our Superflex League. I uh because I had I picked up Dobbs off the waiver wire and um it was getting close to the time for Kyler to come back. So I shipped him out for a third round pick to a team that could need, needed a quarterback. And it's a Superflex League. So I mean I was thrilled with that. Ten team Superflex getting a third round pick for a guy that's gonna be irrelevant in two weeks. Yeah, Josh Dobbs is a top ten quarterback on the year right now. I don't think it's irrelevant in two weeks. He's relevant for the rest of the season. I think he might be relevant for the rest of his career, depending on what happens after this year. He might have earned himself a starting job somewhere. So He might have. And Maybe in Minnesota. Going. I'll keep it going with my running back here, and we already talked about him <laughs> earlier, Mr. Brian Robinson, somebody who I'm selling high, but I'm definitely starting this week because he gets wow. a matchup against, Chris, like Chris said, the New York football giants who are a dumpster fire of a team. You can't sell him, though, if you play, if you play him this week. You can't sell him next week. Most leagues That's trade true. deadline is this week. I'd rather sell him than play him, but you can I use that to. in your pitch to to sell him. Exactly. Like that's the re- I don't own him anymore. I already sold him a couple of weeks ago to you, Seto. But this is definitely the play of the week. Yeah, you could yeah, just don't whatever you do, don't sell him to the player that you're playing against. Yeah, don't ever do that. Sometimes you got to. Um, okay, my running back hit of the week is James Cook going up against. Uh, we're just picking on New York this week because he's playing the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. As I mentioned, 
The Jets are one of the worst run defenses in the league. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense, but it's a thing. We should uh, adjust and, under- and accept it for what it is. The Jets give up massive amounts of points to the running back position. James Cook is by far the best running back on the Bills. I think they're going to try to get right and play you know, football the way, you know, break things down and kind of get back to a run game, try to reset that offense a little bit. So, yeah, I like James Cook in my lineup this week. Settle, what do you got? All right, so I'm going to go with the opposition of Ryan's quarterback head of the week. I think the Denver Broncos have honestly started to surprise me, and I think Javante Williams is a guy that we're going to be talking about going into next season. Like, hey, is this a top 10 running back this year is he fully healthy can this offense continue to click and i love javante the rest of the season i love him against minnesota they just had a statement win against buffalo and the next thing you got to do is go in and win up win against a backup quarterback in minnesota so i really like javante williams and i think they're gonna you know really feed him this week and hopefully he can kind of you know obtain the bell cow role um, you know, when it comes to playoff times for fantasy, because I think that's the biggest concern. And the biggest worry is, man, that dude from Youngstown State, McLaughlin, is really balling out. Not anymore. It, it is Javante season. Javante is getting all of the opportunity now. After that bye week, like they're like, OK, we know what to do now. They've they've figured things out there. Sean Payton is a good head coach. They just went and beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. I love everything about Denver right now. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so I'm going to move it into my receiver, and that's Mr. DJ Moore. Hopefully gets his starting quarterback back this week with Justin Fields. He's going up against Detroit. If they're going to have any hopes in, you know, winning this game, they're going to have to score a lot. And he is definitely the most solid, reliable option in Chicago. I think the one biggest thing I've learned with DJ Moore going to Chicago is, you know, not that he's a top five receiver, but man, does the rest of the Chicago Bears offense stink. Because he is so much better than like everybody else on that field. Um, and you know, he's a stud, but hopefully the Chicago Bears offense can get it clicking with a lot of their guys coming back healthy now. Yeah. And uh my wide receiver hit of the week, uh just I pains me to say, but it is what it is. Amari Cooper going up against the Steelers. The Steelers secondary has not been that good to wide receivers. They uh, like to uh, give up points there. They also just lost linebacker uh, Quan Alexander for probably the remainder of the year. That is going to be a big hit to that defense. So, uh, And Coop's been playing good. I, I know he had kind of a rough start, so if for some reason you haven't been starting him, you need to get him in your lineup because he's in a very plus matchup right now for wide receivers. So they're still going to lose, though. The Steelers will win that game, as they always do. Yeah, hell no, they're not. Well, yeah, they will. I think, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll go with my wide receiver hit of the week. Mr. Rasheed Rice, I went a little deep for this. Coming off of the bye, Kansas City Chiefs get a matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch and possibly a foreshadow to what the Super Bowl could be this year. I, He's been solid this year. You know, he's been getting up, up, up as far as work goes. If he's seeing the field for more than 60, 70% of the snaps and running routes, he could start to finally put up wide receiver two type numbers. He is definitely like probably one of the better flex plays this week. I love everything about Rasheed Rice. I love everything about the Kansas City Chiefs. I love everything about the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this is a shootout of a game. Yeah, I'm here for that. What do you got? I'll, I'll end it with my tight end. That's Mr. David Njoku, Mr. Bully Man over here, just running four people over on the greatest like tight end run play I've ever seen. That was so awesome. Go Brownies. He gets a matchup against Pittsburgh. They're dog shit. He's going to have three touchdowns, 100 yards, bully everybody. I'm pretty sure they're ahead of you in the division, but, you know, okay. You can say that for, like, three more days. You're on to Cincinnati. Hopefully. I'll be able to say that permanently after Cincinnati beats the Ravens this week. So, All right. is it my turn? Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm starting Dalton Schultz against the Arizona Cardinals. Look, it's plain and simple. Cardinals defense, they're pretty bad. The Houston Texans offense, it's pretty good. C.J. Stroud has been lighting them up. I don't know if Nico Collins is going to play. Uh, So big boost for Noah Brown and Tank Dell as well. But Schultz has been pretty solid in terms of just catching passes for that team and getting touchdowns. And Stroud's been putting up. You know, Stroud actually ironically reminds me of Deshaun Watson's rookie season when he kind of just came on and just like was lighting the league up and like just blowing up, putting up five touchdown games. 
Like, that's the kind of caliber that he's playing. So there's plenty of room to go around. I think Dalton Schultz is, should definitely be in your lineup this week. You probably, if you roster Schultz, you probably have another tight end that you go back and forth on, and this would not be a week to pivot off him. I agree. Dalton Schultz is a must-start rest of the year. My guy has a tough matchup, much tougher than I think your guys does. But with all of the injuries, it is tough out here. So I want to give an option that maybe doesn't look sexy on the on the face of it, but this is one of the only guys that really has, you know, performed to being a winning, you know, viable option at tight end. That's Mr. Kate Otten with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against San Fran. We got a tough matchup for it. You know, and if they don't get completely shut down like we saw Jacksonville do and they keep it competitive, they're going to have to score. And, you know, Kate Otten's had a couple 10-plus point games this season. Unlike a lot of the people, you can try to pick up off the waiver wires. Like, even a guy we were all high on, like Chigakonkwo, has really been nothing this year. And, you know, you may catch another lightning in the bottle with Jonu Smith. But, you know, other than that, like, there's really nothing else out there. And you're battling Dallas Scott or you're battling Darren Waller. I don't hate the Kate Otten with a tough matchup this week against uh, San Fran. He's a weird one to like say because I kind of agree with you in that sense. He is a solid pass option on that team. Last week was not very good for him, but he was the tight end three the week before. He caught a couple touchdowns. Baker needs a tight end, and Kate Otten is that guy. So if there are going to be competitive in this game, Kate Otten will have a solid game. But are they going to be competitive in this game? All right, that's going to wrap up our hits of the week, and we're going to go ahead and move forward into our NFL pickums. Uh, currently, we still have not figured out what the winner is going to get. What is the winner getting in this? We'll figure say, it out. I say the winner gets to pick a place to go to dinner, and then the second and third place gets to buy it for I'm, the person. I'm I'm okay with that. That's a pretty fair deal. Yeah. All right. As Chris is up by 10 fucking points. I am. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who cares? And I like that way, regardless of what he picks, it's like, yeah, it's not the end of the world. He could get as fancy as he wants because, you know, if we're split, then who gives a shit? Going sure. to Morton's, Morton's Steakhouse. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. this, is my, this is my week anyways, so I'm not worried about it. As we all probably have the same picks again. <laughs> no, I uh, try to... I, I, I think I was way too uh, not strategic with my picks prior. I was just like, hmm, I think this. But I, I think this is really my week, so I'm in. I can tell you there's one game that all three of us are going to disagree on. So, well, That's I'm going to. possible, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. There, there's one game that the leader is going to not agree with uh, you two. So. <laughs> That's impossible. One of us predicts a tie? <laughs> Let's get there's not it. even a tie option. All right, so we got the Thursday night game, Cincinnati at Baltimore. I'm going with Hude, Hude, Hude. Hude. Give me Cincy. All right, next we got another AFC North showdown. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I'm going with Pittsburgh, mate. <laughs> you thought. Cleveland, baby. Go Brownies. I'm really concerned about this game. But with that being said, I'm sticking ride or die with my Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go. Here we go, Steelers. Take them down. Gross. Boo. All right, now we're going to move into the NFC North. We got Chicago at Detroit. I think the Lions handle business. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. Biting kneecaps. All right, next we got the LA Chargers traveling to Lambeau at Green Bay. I think the home team surprises Justin Herbert and gets a win here. Go, Pat, go. Give me the charges. I'm taking the charges as well. Next, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at Miami. Does Tua continue the dominance? I think he does. Fins up. After a bye week and they get a matchup against an interim head coach, fins up. Do the Raiders have a winning record? I don't think so. They don't. So Miami's going to win. If the Raiders had a winning record, though, it'd be different. That is true. All right, next we're going to move New York Giants at Washington Commanders. Probably worst game of the week, but I still think Sam Hall can get this one done. I'll go with the Commandos. Commanders. I'm going Commando. All right, next we have Dallas traveling to Carolina against the Panthers. Pretty washed week, I would say, so far. I'm going to take Cowboys. Well, Bryce Young has been... Get the fuck out of here. Dak Prescott and Dallas, unfortunately, they love beating up on inferior teams. 
I'm Buddy Pat's favorite team. Go Cowboys. All right, next we got Tennessee at Jacksonville. Can Jacksonville bounce back? I think T-Law gets back on track, gets a dub against another AFC South opponent. Jacksonville out on top. Jacksonville, they're not very good right now, but Tennessee's a dumpster fire. Give me Jacksonville. Yeah, it's Jacksonville. All right, next we got Kyler Murray traveling to the hot, hot, hot Houston to face C.J. Stroud and the streaking Texans. But what is it? Kyler Murray comes back and lights it up, and Cardinals gets the win. In 2021, ODP Business <laughs> Solutions Workspace Interiors. What the hell are you doing right now? That, that it went to an ad, and I don't know why. Jesus Christ! No, it's it's Texans, baby. I mean, I think this will be a closer game than people would probably predict, especially looking at these like percentages right here, where 92% of people picked Houston, but it's Houston. Yeah, I'm going Houston. All right, moving into the four o'clock slates. We got Tampa Bay at San Francisco. I think 49ers get this one done easily. Oh, yeah, San Fran. All right, next we have the New York Jets traveling to Buffalo. Does it continue to crumble? Does Zach Wilson get back on track? And yes, he does with Robert Sala. Gets a dub against Buffalo in Buffalo. The crumble is real. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to go Buffalo as well. I'm not bold enough to predict that upset yet. Yeah. Especially in Buffalo. All right. In the final four o'clock game, we got Seattle at Los Angeles Rams. It's a week for the road teams because Seattle travels down to LA and really takes the lunch money. Gets a dub in LA, baby. I'm going with the Rams. I think that the Rams are going to play this team well. And this is a, this is a strong divisional matchup. Uh, give me, give me the Rams. Stafford's back. I'm taking the Rams as well, and I hate that I'm with Chris on like every pick outside of the Browns. This is my week. What did I tell you, boys? This is my week. All right. We got an 820 matchup for the century. This one's going to have the most viewership in, I don't know, Owen. Minnesota with Josh Dobbs at Denver with Russ Wilson Sunday night. I'm going Denver. Minnesota. I want Denver here as well. If Josh Dobbs is going to be my QB1 on the week, I need him to be playing from behind. Yeah, that's fair enough. And finally, another decent uh, primetime matchup, Monday night game, Philadelphia at Kansas City. Hopefully we see a shootout and it's not a boring defensive game, but I still think Pat Mahomes comes out on top and gets the win at home. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm glad to be different here. I'm going Philly. The brotherly chef. I think I definitely have a chance to either fall into like deep, deep, deep third place or make it make a little run here. I might maybe be able to make a little run. You you have the chance. You always got a chance. So, well, that's gonna wrap things up for our hey, episode. Yeah. Before before we're done, you know, I like to think of this like I think of my betting, and you never really are out because you can always buy back in, baby. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Nick Frederica for that one. Oh man, you are never out. You can always buy back in. Yeah, well, if you got trade questions, find us on Hitstick Fantasy at Twitter. Or yeah, I said find us on Twitter at Hitstick Fantasy. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking up to say here. So I had, a, I had a rough day at the office. Um, but yeah, we'll answer some trade questions for you and uh, help you get ready to make a championship run. As always, you can talk to me personally at Hitstick Chris. I'm at Ryan Long FF. I'm at Michael underscore Seven. Good night, Hit Squad. Good luck with your matchups. Good luck with your trades. We're going to help you bring home some titles. And last but not least, go Steelers. Shut the fuck up. First place in the division. Let's go. They're not at the moment, and they will be. Yeah, they will. Fuck you, Pittsburgh.